Good morning. Hello, Sam. How's it going? Good. How are you? Yeah, wonderful. I'm sitting in the office in my PJs, which feels somehow very rebellious. <laughs> hmm. How did that happen? Uh, it's PJ day. So it's not that rebellious, but somehow everything feels better in your PJs. PJ day at Quirk. Yes. <laughs> Quirk is where Sam works. Uh-huh. In her PJs. In my PJs, which is better. I feel like I think better when I'm in my PJs. Mm. It's like I don't have interrupted blood flow to my extremities. No, that's a ridiculous thought. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think everybody thinks better in their PJs. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you why. Um, it's it's science, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some science somewhere mm-hmm. <laughs> that explains it. Absolutely. <laughs> I haven't familiarized myself with the uh, foremost research in the area. but Of, of PJ science, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but uh, anecdotally... <laughs> Definitely seems to be the case for shizzle. Mm-hmm. So how are you? How are you doing, Sam? Yeah, really good. Um, been thinking a lot about budgets um, and how much they're ruining my life right now. Um, oh dear. So I, actually, I had a really interesting chat the other night. I have um, two friends who work for the Treasury, like National Treasury, and wow. um, they were telling me, um, which is which is a fascinating and, and vaguely demonic job, you know. Um, and um, they were telling me they're at that stage of the year where they're reviewing departmental budgets. Um, and what's kind of funny is that. You know, consistently every single year, departments or or some departments massively underspend on their budgets or they spend really wastefully on their budgets. But then inevitably the next year, they're always going with these vastly inflated targets for themselves. Um, And I don't really understand the logic of that. So and and it it seems to just encourage this deeply wasteful behavior and and really unhelpful thinking. Um, And I think budgets can often do that. They make us focus on on quite silly things and, and make predictions about when we don't know what's going to happen, you know? Well, um, I have a whole lot of thoughts about that. Well, yes, Be- you would, because this is what you do now. Yeah. Disclaimer, um, if somehow this conversation ended up on the internet and it was mm. going into somebody's ear hole uh, who wasn't us, they'd probably like to know that I have a vested interest in a company called 22.7 Digital, a wholly owned subsidiary of Old Mutual PLC, that spends a lot of time <laughs> thinking about what people do with their money. Terms and, and conditions why. apply. Yeah. They always do. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, so tell me about what you've been thinking about around budgeting. Because you must think about this every day, right? Yeah, it, it, it's my job. Uh-huh. Um, but before we do that, we should also just mention, because it's not going to happen otherwise, that um, it seems that a whole lot of these conversations have made their way onto the internet. It's very exciting. Um, C.TV. Yes, there's a website. And I don't know they, how that happened. <laughs> they just migrated onto this website. It's bananas. Yeah. Um, but uh, we haven't been very good at, at the notes we promised to keep with mm. each other uh, for these episodes. So if, if by some... Um, chance you ended up on seed.tv which is a website and you saw that our conversations the conversations Sam and I have every week uh, on Skype that they were on uh, this website you would notice that there wasn't much besides just the conversations themselves and that's something that we'll fix and by we I mean I (laughs) Um, I, I feel like I should take some responsibility for taking notes here uh, okay, you can help out. That'd be fun. I'm 
trying to open up. I, I remember we created a Google Doc, didn't we? And that we'll I worry about since. it later. Anyway. Well, the nice thing about conversations that are on the internet is that you can go back and listen to them again. That's also true. But then mm-hmm. I have to listen to my voice, which is very uncomfortable and strange. Um, um, did you ever get no. over that when you were in radio? Did you ever get over how weird it is to listen to your own voice? Mm. Yeah, uh, you get over it pretty quickly, actually. Good. And you you meet a lot of people in radio who really like the sound of their own voice. <laughs> you know, funny, that happens in advertising too. <laughs> yeah, it's almost yeah. as if um, they'd be willing to sit and listen to their voice all day. Yeah, it's so strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so, budgeting. Budgets. Yes. Um, well... The interesting thing about budgets, as per the scenario you rolled out uh, a few minutes ago, is that um, it engages like mental accounting around money being for something. Mm. So there was this 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 crazy uh, monkey balls idea in the '90s about uh, something called enveloping, which was a bit of a fad. Oh, I've um, heard about this, where at the beginning of the month you you take your whole paycheck and you put put the cash into different envelopes that are labeled for different purposes, right? Yeah, so you you take an envelope and you write rent on it and you take another envelope and you write um, nuts and you take another envelope <laughs> and you write uh, doggies. And uh-huh. then you put the money for the rent, the nuts and the doggies in the envelopes. So you go mm, 500 rand for rent, 200 rand for nuts, uh, whatever, for doggies. Mm. And then the idea was like when that envelope's empty, it's empty, dude. Uh, sorry mm. for you. The doggy money's done. doesn't matter that mm. you have a whole month to go. Um, and it's back to one of the core philosophies of our conversations, which is that plans are stupid, but planning's important. Yeah. Because now you've got a plan that says uh, no more doggy food uh, this month. But you've got mm. a starving doggy, so that's a bit stupid. Um, yeah. So if you stick to the plan, your dog will die. But <laughs> – We've since uh, learned to be a little bit smarter because the the idea of budgeting isn't a terrible one, Mm. um, but mental accounting means that uh, you're removing money's most important quality, which is that it's fungible, right? So money, you know, you've got this pool of money and there's an optimum place for you to be putting stuff all the time on this big, great big chessboard of life. and and you need to think of your money as fungible. So yes, plan to spend five hundred rand on the doggy. Mm. But you know what? If it's the fifteenth of the month and you spend five hundred rand on the doggy and the doggy's food is all gone, uh, and you haven't yeah. bought any nuts, and it doesn't look like you really need them, then maybe it's okay to take the two hundred rand from the nuts and go and buy more doggy food. Because the point is that you, when you kind of are sitting at, on the thirty-first of the previous month and you're thinking about what's going to happen, you don't have much information, right, about what is going to happen in your life, and you only have that information that allows you to know where that money belongs on the day when you need it, or kind of as the month progresses. Which is why month to month is kind of bad enough. But you know, in in businesses and corporates and and the government, they're setting budgets on one to three year bases, which is just completely insane. Yeah, but I think, um, you know, the budget is an intent. Mm. Um, and the important thing, as with any plan, is that it needs to be agile. It needs to be flexible. It mm. needs to accommodate for change. So I think a good business budget um, has has that baked in, you know. There's yeah. a little bit of, of miscellaneous uh, money lying around. 
you generally need to be conservative and over budget for things. Mm. If you think if you you know if you think something's going to cost five hundred bucks, then then budget eight hundred. Mm. Um, because being under budget isn't good. You know, everybody worries about going over budget. Being under budget can be bad too. It means that you've set some some things for the business that it needs to do and you're not doing mm. them. Otherwise, why haven't you spent the money? But generally, you want to be under budget instead of over budget. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's an interesting question. Like in a, in a business environment or, or if you're government and you're the treasury, you know, what, what, is, what is the budget really? Is it a, is it a statement of intent? Like I, I like that thought. Um, yeah. Is it, a is it a target? Is it, um, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's quite a, it's quite a woolly concept. And I think that um, it can possibly create some unintended consequences that are not not necessarily so positive like very wasteful spending because you've got to spend all your money if you are a government department yeah and that's important things uh that's an important thing for citizens to worry about but i i think we're more worried about personal budgets yeah yeah. well this week no this week i'm setting my freaking team budgets and i hating hating the whole process but anyway so Um, how do you how do you do that where do you start well this is the thing right so you know, I work in a business that sells people's hours, which is a really silly business model, actually, um, because it doesn't scale very well. I think we've discussed this before. Um, uh-huh. So essentially, my, my budgets are all based on how many humans I think I can find work for in my team. And, you know, assuming I can find enough very intelligent humans to do that. Um, and then I basically extrapolate and kind of make some assumptions of how how many hours in that person's day can be profitable, what sort of rate they would be charged out at, and then make a prediction based on that um which this all sounds awfully serious oh it's it's awful (laughs) and they're never right because there's always things that happen anyway so on the kind of personal stuff like so you working for a budgeting company do you set yourself quite robust personal budgets every month uh no so again plan is irrelevant planning is everything Mm. Mm -hmm. so what we believe is that you need to understand your own behavior around uh, money because mm. the problem is that human beings um, have trouble understanding resources that are fungible, firstly, because mm. resources weren't fungible until very recently. Yeah. So we, we've, we've discussed this, uh, this book I've been reading by Jared Diamond called The World Until Yesterday. Yeah. I read very slowly, uh, <laughs> but I'm kind of done with it. <laughs> and... Um, And, you know, resources in the past used to be uh, nuts and uh, sand. And doggies. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But now, uh, you know, we've got this fungible currency. So, Uh. you know, you could could exchange the nuts for just about anything, but they were still nuts. Uh, Whereas, you know, money isn't really anything until you've converted it. It would be much more fun if we were trading puppies for things, just carrying mm -hmm. around baskets of puppies and kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. trading them between each other. But anyway, carry on. Yeah. So now we're, we're like um, uh, those guys in The Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy. Yeah. Uh, recommended reading. We've got some books on our list of things you have to read if you're uh-huh. going to listen to the show, uh, if you're going to tune into these conversations. That's probably one of them. <laughs> Where uh, Arthur Dent goes back in time with a spaceship full of people in tracksuits um, and they land on a sort of a primitive Earth like planet. Uh, and there's really nothing except the spaceship and the people and their tracksuits. And when he when he touches base with them again later <laughs> on in time, they've stuffed their tracksuits full of leaves. Um, yeah. Which he, at first he thinks they're doing to insulate and stay warm. But it turns out that the leaves are the currency. So <laughs> they're yeah, keeping as much of it with them <laughs> as yeah, it's possible. Great. It's really if memory great. serves me correctly. But w- so we've evolved like this relationship 
with money and mm. our, our human behavior you know we're, we're hardwired for short-term uh, benefit mm. so uh, you know it's the whole ride on the elephant model of psychology right uh, and we should probably digress so you've got you've got you've, a human being is, is like a dude riding an elephant um, okay the elephant uh, is is the emotional side of the human being um, and it's hardwired for certain things. So that would be like your basal ganglia system in your brain. Uh-huh. And then you've got your prefrontal cortex, which is where all the smart stuff happens. That's the mm-hmm. analytical side. That's the rider on the elephant. That's all the stuff that makes you feel guilty about your basal ganglia yeah. telling you you want to have sex with people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's the part of you that knows what you should be doing. The problem yeah. with elephants is uh, when they decide they want a peanut, they're going for the peanut. There's nothing you're going to do. <laughs> To stop the elephant going for the peanuts, like mm. you might, you've, you're sitting on top of the elephant with a map and some great ideas uh, and a dashing mustache, but none of that's <laughs> going to help you guide the elephant when he decides there's a peanut behind a bush and he's going yeah. for it, right? Yeah. Um, so, what can you do uh, when you're on top of the elephant to help it through the forest mm. <laughs> <laughs> when you know very well? That if anything engages it uh, and distracts it, it's going for whatever that distraction is. Uh, yeah. There's a great book called Switch, How to Change When Change is Hard, I think, okay. by somebody. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> they always say that. I'm um, adding show notes. I'm actually I'm, I'm writing right now. <laughs> so, uh, so that was the digression. Back to the yes. point. Yeah. The, the point is that you've got a budget. Uh, the budget was made by the rider. The rider went, uh, I know how to do this stuff. We'll spend uh, 50 rand on chocolate and 200 rand on doggy biscuits. Um, but then the rider puts the budget away in his pocket and gets on the elephant and off you go through the forest. Yeah. And the elephant encounters some peanuts. And who, some, let's not forget, are often cunningly left there by advertisers who know exactly how to manipulate your elephant oh, brain. Yeah. They understand this stuff. Like yeah. the behavioral science, economics, whatever – uh, marketers have known it for years mm. and used it to screw you. Um, so, ca- you know, our company, uh, disclaimer, 227 Digital is wholly owned subsidiary of Old Mutual PLC. Um, terms and conditions apply. Terms and conditions apply. Uh, we think like maybe it would be cool if somebody used this stuff to help you uh, mm. do more with your money, to help yeah. you with the elephant problem instead of using the <laughs> elephant problem to screw you. Um so, so budgets don't work, not because budgeting is a bad idea, but because human beings are hardwired for short-term benefit and we mm. have all sorts of uh, logic problems, uh, planning fallacy being one of them. Yeah. Uh, we, we think that we're great at sticking to plans, so we make them all the time. Um, but So we think if your budget is in a form where A, it's automated, mm. so you don't have to think about it, and B, it lives in your pocket, uh, and fortunately – uh, everybody has shiny things in their pockets that we can use to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And it's there with you uh, when the elephant goes, peanut, um, <laughs> then maybe we can help you with the elephant problem uh, at the the peanut face. <laughs> is there, so is there a plan to build in functionality to the app that it will give you an electric shop? If you walk into certain stores that you know you shouldn't be in, uh-huh, just yeah. like like just like uh, those doggy collars, you know, like mm-hmm. no, you said to yourself you would not go to whatever shop this month. No, yeah, it's, it's like the uh, <laughs> mm, it's like the attachment Cartman gets uh, for his potty mouth. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So yeah. that's that's kind of interesting. So because you're still talking about budgets in a way as as somewhat. Uh, 
pre- not predictive, but but kind of monitoring your behavior. So mm-hmm. you know, I, I I've been subscribed to twenty two seven as an example of one of these nice. things for 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 I think pretty much since it launched in beta. You um, must be very smart. Sorry. You must be very smart. Yeah, I know, I know. You see, I know oh, this guy the- who works for twenty two seven, and he told me about it. Anyway, um, disclaimer. So- <laughs> And I mainly use 227 as a historical thing. So I find the data gives me very interesting about where I have spent my money in the past. And I learn things about my own behavior from doing that. But mm-hmm. honestly, I, I, I've never found a way to kind of turn that into a predictive thing or turn that into some kind of behavioral modification beyond mm. understanding, okay, maybe I probably spend a little bit too much on obscure medical journals. Okay. Um, you know, so, so how do you make that switch from, okay, here's the data about how you spend um, to more, is, is it just about being more conscious in the moment about your shortcomings? Like, like how do you translate that into, I actually want to have yeah. more money to do cool things, you know? So, so that's the kind of stuff we're working on now. Um, I feel like 22.7 in its current form, and we should probably just elaborate, uh, besides for 22.7 Digital being a wholly owned subsidiary of Old Mutual PLC Terms and Conditions <laughs> Apply, it's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's manifest currently in the form of software uh, for your iPhone, um, as well as a really terrible web application that we're going to fix uh, one day. Um, but are you going to rebuild it so it's not in Flash? <laughs> abs- did you just say Flash on my? I did say Flash. I said on my flash, Skype Simon. line. <laughs> How dare you? I did. I went there. I went there. Mm. Anyway. Mm. Ow. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So there are a lot of tools out there that uh, are trying to understand this stuff. There's a really interesting company called Numbers, without the E, uh, that sprung up that wants to be more than just uh, a data tool for your financial stuff. They actually want to help you transact. Hmm. There's a, a company which is actually a bank in the U.S. of A. Uh, the A stands for awesome. Um, called uh, Simple. And simple.com mm. uh, has similar aspirations. Nobody's kind of nailed this stuff. So we're yeah. hoping that, that, that we might one day. Um, but we have a lot of work to do. But back to your question. Um, if, you, if you play around with our iPhone app, you'll find that it subtly does start to help you along the way. So when you look at your spending plan is what we call it in 22.7. We think there might be a better name out there that we're looking for. But we hate the word budget. Mm. Um, that thing on 22.7, what it does is it takes all of your financial data and it works on a three-month running average uh, for each of the amounts in your plan. So we automatically categorize mm. your transactions. We know that Woolworths is probably groceries, um, but for some people it's clothing and shoes. And we try and get as smart as we can about automatically categorizing that stuff. But mm. then um, we, instead of you going and setting a budget, what we do first is we just work out what your average spending is on each of those categories. And we kind of make a budget for you, mm. which is nice because – it's a map that automatically generates itself around the territory, which but, is far more is useful. But is that not just mm-hmm. – yeah. I mean, so, I mean that's, a, that's a great starting point, right? Because you're yeah, starting yeah. with – Yeah, that's but, all but it is. Is that not just saying keep doing what you've always been doing? No, no, no. So that's where you start, okay? You start by going, this is what you're actually doing. Because the other problem is people think they know what they're doing with their money. Mm. And mm. you go – uh, hey, Sam, how much do you think you spend on uh, takeouts every month? And Sam goes, eh, about 300 rand. Um, and it's not. And then, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> when you look at the that. data. So it's like, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of quantified selfie as well because yeah. 
you know, until we had apps that helped us measure how far we were running and how fast, we thought we had amazing running skills. Mm. Um, you know, and it's, it's like when you when you start tracking the data about your life, like, you know, I, I've got a Fitbit Flex that I'm playing around with at the moment, uh, which is one of these cool. bracelets that uh, helps you get I don't, it's not helping me get How? anything right now except um, <laughs> frustrated. But uh, it monitors your sleep. Like, you don't know what's happening during the night, uh, but this thing's getting smart. It's not perfect yet because very few quantified self endeavors are uh, at, at kind of monitoring your sleep and going, well, you were restless for a good deal of last night, which is probably mm. why you're a cranky fuck today. Mm. Um, uh, so, so, yes. So, yes, it is just a display at first of what your current behavior is but that in itself is a revelation for a lot of people because they don't know mm, and then, that's actually true and then you can start working with your behavior and improving it as step two yeah is that this making sense do you think yeah, if this conversation ended up on the internet anybody would care maybe mm. <laughs> i don't know i care um i think everyone cares because everyone feels like they they are inefficient with their money so i, I think the next step you know obviously kind of having the data is itself very powerful um yeah. you know i can't wait for the day where these things start to become transactional apps in themselves you know so i mean some of my favorite uh sort of financial apps that i've seen internationally are, are just quite simple and 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 subtly brilliant things so like there's this one from the uk from one of the insurance companies there i can't remember which one which is um it's a impulse savings app which i really love yep. the idea of so it's in kind fact, of like it's called impulse save yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I love that idea. Just kind of, you know, you're, you're trying to th- you decide whether you want to buy, you know, this ridiculous pair of shoes or whatever it might be. Um, mm-hmm. You could rather just immediately press a button and transfer that into into a savings account uh, for your retirement or whatever, which, which you know, obviously self-interested for the insurance company mm-hmm. who's trying to sell you RAs, which, you know, we've discussed before might not be the best thing to do always. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, kind of moving into, into from just data into helping you to actually behave differently, I think starts to become mm. quite interesting as well. Watch this space. Ooh. But, um, so, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just uh, like uh, cognizant of the fact that, um, that a lot of conversations end up on the internet and a lot of people use those conversations to self-promote to no end. Yeah. Um, so... Again, uh, 227 Digital, a wholly owned subsidiary of Old Mutual PLC, terms and conditions apply, is a company that I have interest in. But there are a lot of tools out there that you can Mm. use to start thinking about uh, your money as a fungible Mm. resource and where it goes. And man, when you start down that path um, and you start really looking at your behavior with money and and you start unpacking the realities in a country like South Africa, Mm. uh, which is this weird like – um, ultra socialist state in intent that's super capitalist in reality. Mm. Um, we we like it's just monkey balls the way people think about money. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. see that with things like the higher purchase agreements that people get themselves into. Yeah, oh, I mean, man. so I actually I started with Money Smart, you know, which is which is kind of another local competitor. Um, so yeah, I mean, there are a number of people trying to do this, but but you know, to your point, what isn't really happening yet are are people bringing in sort of the more complex financial products that people sometimes get themselves involved in you know mm. i mean like everyone has you know or well, most south africans um who drive cars have financed their cars and are paying back ridiculous sums of money on their cars for a very long time as it's an example probably, you know 
Yeah, it's probably the dumbest thing about South Africans. Mm. Uh, you know, we meet people who uh, earn, you know, between 20 and 30,000 rand a month, which is a decent middle class salary in South Africa, mm. uh, who drive BMWs that they think cost them uh, 4,000 rand a month because that's what the repayment is on the installment sale that they stupidly signed. Um, mm. But actually, the car costs them more like nine grand a month once you factor in petrol, uh, insurance, and all of the other. Uh, really, really stupid things that they sign after they've signed for the car. Yeah. Because now they're in um, elephant mode and they're just signing everything that's put in front of them <laughs> so they can get this thing on the road. Yeah, totally. Um, and you're going, really? Really? Yeah. A third of your income? Yeah, it's on insane. Your, it's insane. My, my whole complex, which is which is not a very fancy complex, um, you know, it's it's filled with BMWs and and Mercedes Benz cars and even those really expensive like four by four minis, which I just don't understand at all. Um, yeah, just just ridiculously expensive cars, and it is. It's a South African status mm. thing, it's, but it's really weird. Well, but when it, you when you start looking at the behavior, oh, and you mentioned pulling in like some of those financial instruments. That's something that we're working on right now. So right now, mm, I've got a good. test version of twenty two seven. I'm playing with where I can pull in vehicle loans and investments cool. and share funds and that sort of thing. Because, I mean, you know, we're just talking about kind of budgeting at what well, we have been talking about budgeting in the very simple, you know, money mm. comes in, money goes out sort of way. But actually things start getting completely science fiction when you start moving into like futures <laughs> trading, which is where my, my head explodes when people start talking about futures yeah. trading and whatever. I, I don't understand any of that stuff. Um, although there was a really great podcast I listened to the other day on uh, 99% Invisible, which is another uh, – thing where people talk and it goes on the internet and it's really great yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love those <laughs> those things um, where they were trying to explain how commodities training works and they, they actually did a very good job <laughs> and I now understand how commodities training works kind of um, but yeah I mean you know things get, get really crazy and and there's very little support when you start getting into that space it's just assumed that you know either you're a financial genius or you're paying someone who is purporting to be um, uh-huh. so where are the apps that do that that help you understand all those complex instruments and things you tie yourself up in Watch the space. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming, uh, and you know, there's, but there's some cool stuff online. Like if if you've always wondered about uh, trading on stocks and commodities, uh, our friends at eToro um, have a mm-hmm. really simple way for you to start doing that. Um, so eToro uh, allows you to trade in something called CFPs. CFPs. Anyway, I have no idea what that is. So, so he has, a, he has the simple version, right? You want to buy Apple shares, but Apple shares are currently like whatever, $450 each, and you don't have $450. Uh, well, mm-hmm. maybe if you bought Apple shares with a bunch of other people, you could buy $50 worth of Apple shares in inverted commas. Um, and because there were a lot of people who wanted to buy $20 and $50 and $100, like it adds up mm. to some real shares in Apple. Isn't um, that how like money markets work kind of? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so so the benefit of, of CFP trading, and I, I think I'm getting this wrong, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I think it's CFPs. Um, yeah. The benefit of the trading is that it allows you to invest in things that you otherwise wouldn't be allowed to. The The down, downside of it is that when that company pays dividends, for example, you're not mm. going to see them. So uh, mm. I, I suspect, I'm not sure in eToro's case, I think they just collect the dividends and that's part of their revenue stream. Um, so, you you know, if mm. Apple if Apple gains 
20% in the next year, then then your $50 will grow by 20%. But if yeah. Apple pays out a dividend then you don't see them, yeah. of $5 a share next year or whatever it is, you're not going to get those. But uh, the nice thing with eToro is you don't need to actually put real money into it. You can start playing around um, with virtual money and start oh, seeing like fun. what it's like to own Apple shares and Microsoft shares and yeah. buy oil and gold. And they've and also got looks, a whole Forex looks, thing. It all looks gamified. This is a place where gamification makes perfect sense because financial markets are totally a game. Well, um, it's very social. So the other very interesting thing about eToro is you can go, well, Sam's really smart at this trading thing and I don't have time to worry about it all day. So eToro, just take my portfolio and copy whatever Sam does. And then what eToro mm. will do is if Sam goes, okay, I'm selling Apple and buying Microsoft, my, my portfolio will automatically do the same thing. So it'll go, ooh, Sam's huh. selling Apple by Microsoft. I'm going to sell Apple by Microsoft. And then you can follow people on, on eToro. Unlike following people on Twitter uh, where you'll see pictures of their food, on eToro your money will do whatever their money does, um, so, but which is kind of interesting. Which, which is kind of what happens, right? Because a lot of uh, share trading these days happens uh, algorithmically on, with machines making decisions in, in sort of split seconds, right? Um, yeah. And isn't that kind of thing happening all the time in the in the real you know the real big leagues of, of financial markets where people are kind of pegging mm-hmm. behavior to other people and and then what does it mean what is money what are shares I'm so <laughs> confused it's They're it's, all bits it's lying bizarre around. it's bizarre it's it, none of it makes mm. sense to me how do you in make fact, money if, from moving money around it's it's weird <laughs> it is weird um, and uh, there's again we reference Radio Lab a lot because as conversations that end up on the internet go uh, those are some of the best. Um, they had a show, I can't remember what it was about ostensibly, but they had a section on it where uh, they spoke about the speed of, of trading uh, and the speed of networks transferring data. Uh, mm. It was a fascinating show because they also spoke about how slowly um, things travel or information travels over the neural networks in your body compared to fiber optics. Fiber optics are much faster. Anyway. Um, I love so- that episode. If you so if if you've got a, a system that trades uh, on Wall Street, uh, you need to be right. You need to be as close to the stock exchange as possible. Uh, the closer you are, the quicker you're going to put in your orders um, because mm. there's latency, um, mm. physical latency on the line. So to make it fair, they've got a room uh, next to the New York Stock Exchange or in it where all of these big uh, trading firms uh, have their systems. Uh, and mm. they actually measure the cables that connect them to the trading, uh, whatever it is, mainframe, so that there's, mm. so that it's all fair, so that my Ethernet cable is just as long as the guy next to me's Ethernet cable, so that when I put in a buy order, he can't say mine got there yeah. <laughs> quicker than he's so, because of the I length mean, of my cable. Doesn't it seem like it's pornography and the financial markets that drive tons of innovation in technology? <laughs> because, you know, you know why it seems th- that way, Sam? Because it's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the elephant brain that actually drives 90% of our behavior. Yeah, um, yeah. because, I mean, that episode goes on to talk about how it didn't really solve the long-distance problem because you still had different markets that needed to connect to each other. So, like, the Chicago Stock Exchange needed to connect to the New York Stock Exchange, and then people were sort of finding new technologies to transmit that information more quickly, which is really interesting. Yeah, and, in fact, at the moment, they're looking at uh, new wireless technologies uh, for connecting Chicago to New York that might uh, – in theory, let them do it faster than they can over fiber, which blows my mind. I don't know how that's possible. Speed of light. Yeah, that's insane. It shouldn't um, be how possible. Much of this, how much of this happens at the Johannesburg Stock Exchange? 
Uh, a lot, a lot. Uh, so MTN has the, uh, which is a big telecoms provider in Africa. For those of you who may have found this conversation on the internet and not be in Africa. Um, <laughs> They have the contract for connecting uh, the JSE to the world. And in fact, uh, they have like, I think, triple redundancy or something bananas. Um, But there has been a situation where all of the lines went down to the JSE and and trading effectively halts on that uh, boss while that happens. It's fascinating. So all the fake money and the bits and bytes uh, didn't get made. <laughs> uh, well, it, so money. then there's then there's all sorts of kill switches and fail safes and things go into like they you know they freeze over and mm-hmm. and all the trading just stops and whatever. Absolutely fascinating. It's crazy. I know, I know. I feel like people need you. You would have had to have done a hectic degree in all of this stuff. I mean, I, I don't think I'm a stupid person, and I, this stuff I just don't understand it. At well, in all. case that's something you're wondering about, Sam Beck, Bessie. <laughs> I can, in fact, help you with an answer to oh, that question. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Anywho, I think I need to go back to my budgeting. In your pajamas. Uh, yeah, in my pajamas. I do actually also have uh, tiger ears on to make it slightly more fun. You're going to have to, uh, right now, open up photo booth on your <laughs> Mac. Take okay, a picture because that's going in the show notes as well. Done. Okay. Sam, <laughs> Greenham Sam in pajamas with the tiger, tiger ears. Okay. Oh, actually, they're uh, not tigers. In the ballroom with different the… Different spots. Leopards. Um, I think it's leopard spots. Anyway, yeah. With the, uh, with the candlestick. Candlestick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's All been right, fun. Sam. Yeah, dude. Uh, we're talking about my favorite stuff. Yeah, for shizzle. Um, cool. I well, don't know if it's interesting to anyone else, but it is to me. I find it very interesting. Thank you. I feel like I'm I'm much more illumined. My life is more illuminated when it comes to budgets. So thank you. Oh, wow. That actually helped. <laughs> yeah, wow. it did actually. Wow. Cool. Okay. Well, wow. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> helping Sam in her pajamas yeah. for the win. Yeah, indeed. Uh, okay. So let's do this again next week or something. Yeah, sounds like fun. Um, the new website is freaking awesome. Um, I love it. So well done. Oh, thank you. I didn't have much to do with it. We've got friends uh, all over the place. And some of our friends, uh, I had a company that used to be called Fly White Space, and now it's called Firing Squad. Uh, these creative types, they're changing <laughs> names all the time. Um, Insane. And, and they helped us make Seed.TV, which uh, is pretty awesome. It's not a wholly owned subsidiary of anybody except itself. Uh, and uh, there's some other conversations that are making their way onto the internet uh, mm. via CTV, so check it out sometime. And some pretty uh, rad music via John Savage. Uh-huh, we've got friends like Brett Haggard, uh, who talks about um, gadgets, uh, web services, and himself, uh, and, other, and other people a lot. Uh, <laughs> and those conversations <laughs> end up on the internet. <laughs> And we've got John Savage, who also talks about uh, himself, but also a lot of music. Um, and he's super smart and super rad and a mm-hmm. really good friend of ours. Um, and we have, some, we have some issues with licensing John Savage's show because of music royalty. Um, so we can't mm-hmm. put links for you to download the John Savage Awesome Music Show. We can stream it live every Thursday night at um, 9 o'clock Central African time. Uh, which is UCT plus two. Uh, and if you want to hear the best music on the planet that you won't hear anywhere else because, uh, you know, terrestrial radio is way too stupid for this stuff because uh, mm-hmm. they're playing Carly Rae Jepsen um, uh, for readers <laughs> yeah, of Lifestyle magazines. Um, but John Savage doesn't read Lifestyle magazines uh, or play Carly Rae Jepsen uh, unless uh, Carly Rae Jepsen does something really interesting. 
yeah. why am I? Th- oh, or yeah, streaming live. Or have those live. really inane radio comments <laughs> about like, well, how is the worst? What is the worst way you've ever dumped someone? I mean, ugh, God. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. He so, do so that John either. Savage doesn't do that. John Savage uh, drinks whiskey and swears and plays mm. really good music every Thursday night. We stream it live. We can't give you links to download it, but uh, we've hooked up with Mixcloud. Uh, and you will see John Savage's uh, show making its way onto CTV, and you can go and listen to episodes, but you can't download them. I don't know why I'm telling you this. Because it's cool, and it's um, it's great to have him sort of back in on air in some way because he was too cool for radio. That's right. He was too cool for radio. Uh, mm. So now he's entering your ear holes via the internet. Awesome. Radio, okay, Mr. Dingle, I will chat to you next week. Okay, Sam. You stay awesome. I will, I, will, I will try and be awesome, and you do the same. <laughs> okay, cool. Cheers, lady. Bye. Bye.